Our scripture reading is from Luke 2, and you're welcome to follow as it comes up on your screen. There were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. Over this Christmas season, I've been wondering, how did God think of this plan? to give himself in this way to our world. And in my imagination, I started thinking about the Trinity and wondering, did they sit together and look at the earth and thought, phew, we see rich, poor, young, old, births, deaths. We see senselessness, hopelessness, despondency. Lovelessness, anger, violence, loneliness, illness. And, and I wonder if they felt, this is not what I planned for my creation. And in that moment, he decides, I'm going to change it. I want to make it new. I want to restore and heal it. And the way I'm going to do that is by coming into this world. And I imagine that they saw this great power, the Roman rule, and in Israel, Herod rising up. They see the political forces, the military forces, and the economic forces at work. And God looks and says, now is the time. And he says to Gabriel, you go tell that 14-year-old girl, Mary, the time has come. I'm coming. And he does. Small, unseen, insignificant through a young girl. Pregnant with her fiancé on a donkey on their way to register in Bethlehem. They get there and cannot find a place to sleep. Imagine the humiliation, the poverty, the heat, the cold, the hunger, the thirst, the hardship. And God comes. He comes as a child. That is his plan. And in human terms, this doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. Because the Israelites have been expecting a savior, a messiah, a ruler. For centuries, men and women of faith, aware of their helplessness, have prayed for God to come to the earth as the Savior, as this Messiah, to redeem and restore and fix what is wrong with this world. 
There was a deep longing for justice, for hope, a new vision. And in the prophet's visions, the sire would usher in a messianic era, a new time when everything would be set right. There would be prosperity for the poor, healing for the sick, freedom for every type of slavery and justice for all. And the poor and the meek would inherit the earth for the long sought Messiah would simply overcome all evil, banish the wicked from the earth and set all things right. They expected a superstar, a superhero, someone whose muscles and intellect, physical stature, invulnerability and invincibility would simply overcome all the forces on this planet and there would be no opposition and no resistance. And after all those centuries of waiting and of longing, what did we get? We get a child, a child that the almighty, powerful God would choose to come in this way child is vulnerable. A child is powerless. A child is dependent. Why? Why doesn't the almighty creator of the universe show more muscles? Why does he choose to come as a baby rather than a superhero? Because God's power works to transform and melt hearts rather than to break them. That's what vulnerability does. That's what the power of a baby can do. They can melt hearts, transform hearts. Yes, God's power can work in the supernatural, in the very powerful. But he chooses to work through the natural, vulnerable, dependable baby. And his power, like a baby sleeping in its crib, lies in our world as a silent invitation, not as a threat or forceful. Waiting, waiting for us to take, receive, experience. And when Christ became flesh in our world in Bethlehem 2,000 years ago, and when he died seemingly helpless on a cross in Jerusalem some 30 years later, this is what he, was, that he, what he revealed. That the Lord who was incarnated in Jesus Christ enters into human suffering instead of standing up against it. He stands with the poor and the powerless rather than with the rich and powerful of the time. He invites rather than forces and he is in the vulnerable rather than just in the superhero. We see it on the cross. This is the power that Jesus lived and taught when they said to him, come down from that cross, when the soldiers said, show us, show us your power and might, show us you have the power, he said, no, that's not the type of power I come with. That's not my way. I don't come to overwhelm, conquer and destroy. I come with a different power, the power of humility, 
the power of meekness, the power of dependence, the power of vulnerability. That's his power. And that's his way to life. He says that is the way to life and blessedness, happiness. Blessed are the humble. Blessed are the meek. Blessed are you when you know how dependent you are. That's where life and power lies. And isn't that what love is and what love does? Isn't that the power of love, that it is vulnerable and defenseless? You cannot overpower or force another person to love you. We can try and seduce each other with our attractiveness, draw admiration to our talents and intimidate each other through power. But none of these will ultimately provide the basis for a love that lasts. And God knows that. So the mighty God, the creator of the heavens and the earth, decides to show his power in vulnerability and love. And what does this mean for us? What does this mean? Well, it means we need his power. All the powers of this world, all the powers within us cannot match the power of God. We cannot fathom the power of God. But we need him. We need Jesus. And we need Emmanuel, God, with us. Because we cannot rely on our own strength and power. I don't know if you've heard about this story of the passenger on a plane. The pilot makes an announcement. He says, attention passengers, we've lost one of our engines, but we can certainly reach London with the three we have left. But unfortunately, we will arrive an hour late as a result. So they travel further and an hour later, the captain makes another announcement and he says, sorry, we've lost another engine. But we can still travel with two. I'm afraid what it means is we're going to be two hours late. Soon after, the passengers heard for the third time the captain's voice. And he says, guess what, folks? We've just lost our third engine. But please be assured, we can still fly with one. We'll be arriving in London three hours late. And at this point, one passenger became enraged. And he says, for heaven's sakes... If we lose another one, we'll be up here all night. And in this humorous illustration, it's clear that the passenger didn't understand how dependent he was on a power outside of himself. He cannot, he cannot do anything about the situation. It's out of his control, out of his strength and power and might. And just like that, we cannot rely on our own strength. We need the power and strength of God in our lives. God's power that is revealed in weakness and vulnerability. In our frailty. This means we don't ever have to be afraid of our vulnerability or of our weaknesses. Because that's where God's power works. It is in our vulnerability that God meets us. That's what Paul says when he says, when I'm weak, he is strong. 
There's a place in our life where human strength fails us. But that is the place that God's strength needs us. That is the place where his power has power to save and to lead and to restore and to heal. God has a purpose in his power. God has purpose in showing his power through a child on Christmas Day. And it's that power that can meet your deepest need. So don't be afraid of it. You don't have to pretend to have it all together. You don't have to try and generate or create this power. It's given to you. And it's given to us in many forms. And this power is greater than economic, political energies and might and strength. It's greater than solar energy. It's greater than any nuclear power in this world. It's the power of God. And that power is the source of all power. God is the original source and from his strength and power, all others form, all other forms arise and are transposed into other forms, transformed into other forms. This is the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That is the power of God working in you. In Romans, Paul writes that it is the same power of God that created the world that is at work in you through his spirit. And this Christmas, you and I can have this confidence that someone stronger, greater, bigger than any circumstance I am facing is here with me. It is God. It is Emmanuel, God with us, because the power of all powers has entered this world. And in this moment of trust, in this moment of vulnerability, he is powerfully at work in you. And allow that power to validate you and restore you. He gives you courage to face your worries. He gives you the wisdom to understand your worries. He gives you the strength to bear your worries. And he gives you the faith to trust him for the rest. So I don't know what you are facing this year and this Christmas time. But I pray that this good news will come and strengthen you, encourage you, empower you. God is with you. Emmanuel is with you. And on that silent night, when all was calm, all was bright, power came into this world. Christ came into this world and you are not alone. We're going to close off with this song, with Silent Night. And as you listen to the lyrics, as you sing along, as these images fill your mind and your heart, may this word strengthen you today that for you, a Messiah, a saviour, the Lord has been born. Let's listen together. 
Thank you for all the ways that you come to our life. Thank you that we are reminded again today about how your power came into this world. And Lord, even though we are, we are encircled, we are in the midst of powers working against us, forces in our world that, that are broken, that might fill us with fear and worries and uncertainty, that we can trust in your power, that we can trust in your strength. Help us, Lord, to surrender to that. Help us to trust in you. Help us to, to have the courage to go to places of vulnerability and dependability. Will you be gracious to us and give us, give us your strength? Thank you for the gift of life. Thank you for your gift of strength and power at work in our life. Thank you for your gift of a spirit. We love you, Lord. And we long to follow you and know you more intimately. In Jesus' name, amen. 
If you have a prayer request, you are so welcome to uh, contact us. Please use the details on your screen. Some of our team members are ready to serve you, pray with you, encourage you. Receive the blessing. The love of God our Father, the grace of Jesus Christ, and the presence and power of the Holy Spirit is with you. Amen.